Oh, welcome everybody. Hey, listen, this is a little bit different than what I normally do. I am picking up an episode like it's it's in uh, in progress. I don't know how else to say it, but uh, so me and Mr. C High, Coach C High, we we had a conversation going, and uh, while while the iron was hot, man, I struck, and I think we hit some gold here on the uh, the good old Schick Show. So welcome everybody to the Schick Show. We're gonna pick right up where me and Coach C High started off our conversation. I don't even know that he knew I was recording. I mean, I just picked it right up. So, without further ado, here y'all go. Well, you know, I have a cousin who does this. This is what he does. Really? Yeah, he's uh, he's got his own podcast. Who is it? Uh, Joe Saul Sihai. He does Stacking Benjamins. It's a financial. No kidding. Uh, awesome. He's uh, won some awards. He's pretty uh, he's pretty big time now. Where's the aloe? He's out of Texarkana, Texas, um, and he built it from the ground up and. And uh, you guys remind me of each other a little bit. You both like to hear yourselves talk. And, that- <laughs> yeah. and so that works well in this line of business. <laughs> well, you know, that's who we are. That's who we are. So, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, I, may, I pick on uh, you and him a little bit about that because that's just, that's not necessarily something I have. I'm afflicted yeah. with. So, okay. so well, those of you who are, I admire. Uh, I might start putting the, uh, anything anybody says nice about me, I'll start putting that in the intros. So I don't know if you've listened to my podcast yet, but, um, the intro has my wife's, my daughter's saying it's the Schick show. And, and, uh, so they come up here one night and well, the first time we did it, it was Jennifer. She came up and I said, just say it's the Schick show and be annoyed as possible Mm -hmm. because I know I'm annoying as can be to her. (laughs) And so she's like, it's the Schick show. (sighs) You know, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. And we do it like maybe 10 times. I have like 10 different takes. And I go and I start editing. And I I just started. So I'm. this is months ago. And, and I'm trying to edit that down and make it work within the music. The intro music is my former band, Cuffed. And like just trying to put all these things that are a part of me in it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I get this. We spent about an hour up here of her going, it's the Schick show. Like, and by the time it was over, she's like, it's the Schick show. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's, you know, but every take was perfect because she was annoyed in every take. Well, by the time it's all over with, I come downstairs and I said, Hey, um, we got to do that again. And she's like, no, at that point, no. she's wanting to change uh, the it's, end of it to a T. And, and, uh, I do have to remind people it's with an ick, not an it. Uh, and she certainly was one of those people that night. So then my girls come over one night, and I get Jocelyn up here. And Jocelyn's into it, you know, and uh, Addie comes up. She's into it. And we get Jennifer up here. And then it's their idea of how it all goes. So they're, they're the not only the inspiration for it, but also they get a little ownership in this. They do. Deal. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So we were able to put it together and, um, I, that was pretty much <laughs> one take. That's how it ended up. We didn't have to play around with it a whole lot. I annoy the crap out of them. And so when you hear him say that it's pretty genuine, pretty it's cool. not like we set up here and made it up. They just came up here, hit it in one shot and 
It was done. That's awesome. Well, you know, that's that's what we do. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the Schick Show. I am here with a great friend, and and uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I consider you a mentor to me. Mentor. I, I've learned a lot from you. I really have. And sometimes I say that in 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 ways that, um, you know, when when you say something like I've learned a lot from you, it can mean many different things. Mm-hmm. You know, it can mean. I've learned a lot from you. I know it's a good thing. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, but in your case, it has. So, uh, very blessed that Randy came into my life when I was uh, first starting out my teaching career, and he shows up across the hall. And uh, so, I want to thank you for for showing up and, and being a part of that. And well, that was some uh, that was some fun times. Uh, <laughs> that that group of people we had teaching together those oh, couple man. two or three years was uh, was a lot of fun. It's good times. Yeah. Good times. Well, he is the coach at Blackford High School. He's a varsity football ball coach and varsity track coach as well yeah um and you're teaching 10th grade english still freshman english freshman yeah, english yeah oh, that's good times right yeah, there yeah they're uh they're uh they're something you know it's it's uh it, it, it feels comfortable now because i've been doing it for okay. for a few years but uh um you know they're just uh they're they're just a little older middle school students that's as right. all freshmen are yeah. well yeah now they have to do it it's not a I think I can get out of this. No, you can't. No, no, no getting out of it. Well, I can't ask for anybody better to be uh, taking care of our, our freshmen out there. That's for sure. Uh, I have no doubt that their their uh, their lives are being impacted in a positive way. So yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> well, we uh, I've got quite a few questions I got to ask, and and uh, fire away. We're we're gonna just pick and prod and poke, and uh, you're talking about your cousin has yeah. a podcast. Yeah. I, now I've got to listen. We're going to give him a plug here. You know, yeah. all my thousands of <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I brought that up because he he built his uh, podcast, Stacking Benjamins, uh, financial podcast. He built that from the ground up. Yeah. Um, he was uh, he was actually thinking about going into becoming an English teacher oh, wow. when they moved uh, moved to Texas and. Uh, uh, I guess that didn't sound good to him. So he decided to create this podcast and, uh, man, he's done a really good job with it. He's, cool. he's, uh, in the financial area. He's, he's pretty well known now amongst podcasters. Wow. Is it so stacking Benjamin stacking Benjamin. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm going to check that out and I suggest everybody else check it out too. Cause, uh, if this guy's doing well in the podcast world and finance, uh, in the financial world, uh, there's a lot of competition out there for yeah, that. There's, yeah. there's a lot of competition out there for idiots like me that are just having conversations with normal people. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm just having fun. I, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I haven't listened to many of his podcasts because I just I'm not a financial guy, but he does a great job of trying to make it entertaining and fun. And, uh, you know, it's based out of his mom's basement and uh, (laughs) his neighbor, Doug, is a character and all these things. So it's they have a lot of fun with, uh, you know, something that's not always necessarily a very entertaining topic, in my opinion. No, I like it. I like it already. Now I got to check it out. Here we are in the bonus room. It's like a it's like a four by six closet, you know. Yeah, it looks like, you know, one of those, uh, before you probably fixed it up and painted it, one of those rooms that would have been uh, prominent in some sort of horror film, oh, you know, is the, the room they locked the, locked the kids up in. It's kind funny of thing. you say that because the girls also would not sleep up here. So okay. uh, we would say, oh, just spend the night, you know, we got a bedroom upstairs and then. No, no, they would not like, they were like, that room is creepy. <laughs> they come up here now and they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's you fixed know? up, I mean, clean looking, it's good. Got, yeah, We got some stuff going on. So, hey, um, so like I said, Randy is the coach of the Blackford Bruins football team. And 
I've, I've always got to ask because, and I know, I know you're originally from Michigan, but it's always interesting to me as a, as a, as a Hartford city and Blackford County native, it's like, how the heck do people find Blackford County uh, for anything? You know, I mean, if you just happen by, you know, in the eighties, in the seventies and eighties, I knew why people came to Blackford County. We had the triple X drive-in theater out on South state road three. Sure. So, and, and I found that out, you know, like as a, as a younger guy going to football camps, that people, you know, oh, Blackford Drive-In, you know? I mean, that's what we were famous for. I was actually talking to Coach Ugin about it uh, last week, and he grew up like three-quarters of a mile from it. And he was talking about he could hear what was happening. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, that would be a real treat. Most red-blooded American boys would sneak out to get a distant view of the of the screen also. He, yeah. he would just have to peer out his window, yeah, I guess. That'd be nice. And, and I'm going to tell a secret, and, and I don't know if it's a secret to anybody else, but it's rare that I talk family on here and, and talk out of, out of school. But my brother-in-law, Mark, um, he had, he'd went parking one time. Now, I don't know if he told me he went parking. I guess I just imagined he went parking. I, I hope that's what he was doing when he got his car stuck on the uh, road that was behind the drive-in. Uh, and his dad, my my father-in-law, Kenny has passed away now, but uh, Kenny had to come down with the tractor to get him out the next morning. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, how? To explain that one away. Uh, you can't. You, you can't overcome that. It's like, so, uh, yeah, so we're famous for that, We, you know. Um, I don't know what else. Oh, well, we won some state championships in the in the seventies and eighties. Eighties, yeah. And, uh, a lot of pride there. We were a much different school than what we are now. Yeah, when you're you're talking the difference between twelve hundred versus yeah. five ish five hundred right we have, now. So we have five hundred. Yeah, about five hundred, I think, in the high school still. Okay, but not much. Uh, last I saw was five twenty five. Might be a little less than that now, actually. Okay, man. Yeah, it's gone down. That's a, I mean, that's a dramatic difference. And well, that's that, what happens in communities when you lose jobs. Yeah. You know, the, your student population is drops dramatically, quickly. Someone I was talking to yesterday was talking about, um, you know, farming families aren't having six kids anymore, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And and I thought in, the same, in that same conversation, uh, you drive throughout anywhere in, in, I would assume in the Midwest, but the old farmhouses that used to dot every square mile are not there anymore. Yeah. They're gone. Well, that was the other thing I was going to say. They're not having that many kids because the, the small farms have disappeared. Yeah. You know? And that's what they needed. It's the mega farm. farms now. Yeah. So. And they don't need mm -mm. six kids to, no. to go out and milk and collect and, no. and to run a, you know, a farm hire, hall. Hire people. An old farm hall with a six-row planter, <laughs> you know? Now they got 30-plus-row planters, and, yeah. yeah, they're hiring yeah. people and farming. There was a family over at uh, Oak Hill that I was talking to one of the boys, and I said, how many how many acres your family farm? And I knew they were a big farming family. He's like, ah, I don't know, Mr. Schick, I think – I think only around twelve thousand acres or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't even have a conversation yeah. at thousand acres. I can. I can see that mm -hmm. in my head. Like I can. I can make that happen. Twelve thousand acres. Man, that's a next. Like that's. Yeah, I'm not sure how many acres actually exist in Blackford. I know we're one of the smaller counties right. in the in Third. the state. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I, I, if anybody knows, I'd like to know what, yeah. what's the echo acreage of Blackford County. I wish know? I had like an intern. Yeah, and I've talked about you, you know if I could find, hey, 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 Jimmy, 
look that up real quick. I mean, Rogan has one. I'm sure Jamie gets paid. He's got to have somebody in your ear. I'm going to have to. I actually do have a talk back on here. That would be awesome to say, hey, Jimmy, tell me how many acres are in Blackford County. Because I could do it, but you'll hear me typing away and everything else. And then they'll have dead air. Well, you need a Siri or a Alexa or something like that. Yeah. I, every once in a while, I do, hey, Google it. Yeah. I thought my phone was going to come on, but uh, you know we can't escape it now. AI is here to it stay. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. Which is something we'll, we can get into also. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to write that down because I do want to ask you about Chat GPT as yeah. we as we move in here. Uh, I think your original question was, "How the heck did I get here?" Man, I'm glad you're here yeah. to keep things in order yeah. because I'd already forgotten. <laughs> where... That seems to be how conversations between you and I go, though. Um, so, long story short since we, we made it a lot longer already is, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I was born and raised in the Kalamazoo, Michigan area. I went to uh, Vicksburg high school, which is just Southeast of there. Um, graduated from Western Michigan. Uh, but before that I went to, uh, to Adrian college and that's where I met my wife. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so after we got, we got married, we lived up there for, for a few years, but she wanted to move closer to her family who's from Indiana. So, uh, so that's what got me down here. I got the job at Madison Grant, uh, I think in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. 2005. So I was there five, six, seven. Um, and then moved, uh, got the job in Marion in 2008. So okay. um, had heart surgery in 2012, which took me out of the coaching picture. Thought I wanted to be an administrator. And uh, <laughs> huh, um, I know somebody. Yeah. And, uh, and um, you know, I got a call from over here from, uh, from person we both know and love, work for. I can't mention Melissa's yeah, name. I'm not going to mention Melissa's okay. name. Um, exactly. um, I don't, but she I, called me up and said, job's open. You interested? And I'm like, okay. So here I am. It's interesting. Uh, just thinking about uh, Melissa changed my educational career dramatically. And, and that was by just giving me freedom. Mm -hmm. Letting yeah. me allow, like, she just yeah. allowed me to be me and, and find my, my teaching style, my voice. And uh, so I credit her a lot to. Oh, we were having our earlier conversation. You made mention about, you know, part of having a great job is not feeling like you're always being, yeah. you know, someone looking over your shoulder. And she was great at that. Just kind of letting you do your thing and giving you guidance to, to go. She did. So uh, did you play high school sports? I did. I did. I was a three sporter. Um, football was my primary. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, uh, participated in basketball in the winter uh not a good bas great basketball player um you, you know i was one of those guys who was six foot as an eighth grader yeah. and so uh, as everybody caught me i just found myself yeah. moving further and further down the bench but uh, uh um and then i ran track in the spring gotcha. so um so yeah, I, I I tried to stay busy. Um, part of the you know goes back to conversations we've had many times. Uh, I'd rather played sports than go home because I would been put to work. Yeah, you know yeah. there wasn't uh, there wasn't an Xbox or a PlayStation oh, to jump okay. on kind of thing, and and so uh, sports was an easier way to entertain myself than going home and cutting wood. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've been I've been that guy. Yeah. I, you know it's interesting you say that because. Um, I think maybe something similar, but on the opposite way happened with me because I would play sports, I'd go home and then it was still wood and, you know, mowing or whatever it was. And I, I think I became, I, I talked a little bit to, to Ugin about this as well, but I became just so busy that I didn't have 
time for every me. time yeah 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 so i I've, I've also mentioned before that i i wish i would have continued playing i was a I, I played football and baseball when i was younger quit baseball early on and um and then focused on football and but i was that guy too where at 10 years old i was as big as the the 12 and 13 year olds and then by the time I was an eighth grader, I remember, um, I remember getting hit during a drill and it was just a blocking drill, uh, maybe a hamburger drill or something. And one of the guys who I'd been, one of those drills we don't do anymore. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Full contact yeah. Yeah. Uh, six days a week. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys that I had manhandled forever now hit me and I was like, Whoa. Okay, I got work. I, now I got to work because that guy's not getting my spot. And I did. I mean, it, it made me start working, but I didn't have the work ethic he had because he'd had to do it the whole time. Right. He had three years of, of work ethic ahead of me. And so by the time I'm a freshman, I was no longer, you know, a lineman. I was a 145 pound freshman <laughs> playing guard. And which, I mean, you probably have a guard at 170 pounds, but uh, I knew that my time as guard was gone. At that time, we had 700, uh, close to 700 kids at the high school. It was 175 a class, so we were pretty close there. And that that year I was a freshman, uh, we had the biggest line in the state per like per weight. So the average weight, we had a guy at tackle that was six nine. 300 plus a uh, guy that was a guard uh jim lloyd was his name man jim lloyd hit me on a pole i i'd never experienced that i was never a linebacker i didn't know what polling guards did <laughs> there i am standing there with a dummy and he hit me and i know like it had to look like something out of a you know an ace ventura movie because i know i flew six feet with that dummy in hand <laughs> in the air and he lands on top of me and he's like in my grill and he's like, hold the dummy freshman. And I'm like almost in tears and I'm like, Oh God, who's going to hit me next? And I'm scared, like literally scared. Yeah. And he was 250 probably. And that guy was a maniac. Uh, a ton of respect for those guys. They were, they could play. They were good. Um, so it, that was a moment for me where I was like, ah, uh, do I want to keep doing this? Like, how far do I want to go? And I'll be honest, man, I wimped out. You know, I don't have another way to put it. I I wimped out and I went another direction. I got into cars and mm-hmm. got a job. And um, by the time I was a senior, I, I come back around and I was the school mascot, which made a lot more sense for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I did have warnings by the cheer coach at the time. And he was like, hey, man, I've heard you in the stands. You, you can't do that when when you're a cheerleader and a, and a mascot. You're you can't say those things. I was terrible. I was a terrible kid. I don't know how my mother-in-law uh, agreed to let me date her daughter at any time because she stood like right across, like Jeannie and and the whole Knuckles clan was right across from the student section. I know they heard me. I mean, everybody heard me. You know, that's why kids would turn around in the middle of a game and give me the finger. I mean, they heard me. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm constantly for the past. You know, however long I've been coaching and and teaching, um, continually told kids, just keep playing. Just keep playing. I missed out on those times with my buddies. Uh, Like I said, I've repeated this, but 
Um, I, 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 I feel like I've lost friendships that could have been really good because of those times on the bus, because of those times in practice when I was hurt and they were there to pick me up or they were hurt and I was there to pick them up. And those are the moments when, when you build some really deep relationships with people and, and I missed them. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about it as a team. I guess I talk about it to, to the team. People get um, time to talk when and, uh, and okay. sometimes, <laughs> uh, you, you know, we talked about that earlier. Uh, I, I don't necessarily have a great gift for, for the gab, but uh, when it comes to talking to my team, I, I somehow find find a way to do that. Probably too much sometimes, but uh, you, you, you know what's human nature is. We, we tend to talk about like you just did, telling a story about the time you got blasted by by a bigger yep. kid, you know. And we tend to talk about um, all, all the sprints we did at practice and how hard running through our agility bags are before yep. practice and and doing those things. The problem is, kids like like you and your past absolutely who hear us just talking about the bad things all the time they go well i don't want to go out for a sport where we're doing just bad things all the time like so so you know i kind of changed our way trying to address the team that way going you need to talk about the good things that we do more with with the kids talk about thursday night meals and our our just our our crazy I don't know, extra point contests that right. we do on a, a random night during the week and, 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 you know, all the fun summer activities we do and that sort of thing. And, you know, hoping that'll develop some interest, you know, athletics, unfortunately, part of it is conditioning and running sure. and doing that stuff. And you know that, and, um, and you'll never get away from it. And, and I always tell them there's not a coach standing here talking to you and coaching you right now that enjoyed the conditioning part of practice. None of us did, you know. If you did, you'd be a cross country runner, you know, because <laughs> that's, that's a mindset that. right there. <laughs> exactly. You gotta uh, you gotta enjoy the running. Nice. So, uh, you know, just trying to get that turned around a little bit. You know, with that being said, I think about those times. You know, and and although I didn't I didn't participate um, in high school. I mean, we had some pretty intense stuff going on when I was younger. Coach Sutton wasn't, he didn't play games, man. He, he, he treated us as if we were a high school team. Uh, and we were ran through, I, I broke a finger in a, in a game in seventh grade. And this is a testament to what coaching was in, you know, the, the eighties. Mm-hmm. I break a finger, got it hung up in some guy's face mask. And my finger is like laying over my middle finger and it's still crooked today. And, and I'm sitting there, I'm crying in the huddle. And he comes out there, he called a timeout. And he's like, what are you crying about? And I'm like, nothing, man, nothing, you know, <laughs> he goes, get out there, hit that guy, you know? So in that next play, I'm jacked, and I hit that kid, and I I didn't disengage from that linebacker, and we were about 30 yards from the play. We go back and watch film uh, the next, like, two, three days later, whatever it was at the time. I don't remember if we played on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, something like it. Junior high schedule was... Mm-hmm. It's that. all jacked. You yeah. play any night of the week, and yeah. So we come back, and we'd always watch film. We watched film with, with Coach Sutton. Every game we watched and analyzed film. That was part of it. I'm like at the junior high level. Think about that now. Yeah. Why are we anyway? Uh, that's a that's an hour podcast in itself. <laughs> yep. But I recall, you know, we're watching film and you see me blast this kid, and I'm just not stopping. The bells or the whistles blowing, and I'm going. My bell was rung, and that kid was going to know it. And he goes, "Man, that's a great downfield block, Shick." I'm like, "That's off the line, coach." <laughs> 
That was off the line, dude. I don't think you remember coming out there and getting in my... Uh-uh. But you know, those are the things. It's a character builder, and you realize who you are when you're faced with adversity. And yeah. uh, I'll tell you, me quitting, it it rippled. And, and I think about this now because I, I'm, I'm always in my own head. Unfortunately, it's a dark, cavernous, uh, cobweb-ridden place. But uh, I, I think about how that affected me when I went to college the first, the first time. And it got hard. What did I do? I quit. Mm-hmm. I quit going to class. It was too hard. Uh, I know how to avoid this, just not go. And, you know, um, that was that was that next piece where I just walked away from something. And um, it took me a long time to realize how that decision as a freshman or actually a sophomore, you know, coming into my sophomore year, I didn't go back out. That affected a lot of decisions I made. Uh, as a young man, even yeah. So it wasn't like it was just that one one time I didn't play, so it was no big deal. It affected how my brain interacted with with any kind of adversity moving on down the road, and it took me a long time to overcome it. And part of that was learning, holy crap, that's why this 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 happened. And you know, yeah, but as a young person, as a high schooler, uh, you're not going to think that way. You know, you just you're going with what feels good at the time, hundred you know? percent. And uh, that's that's. Uh, that's a battle that we we struggle with. I mean, in some way, we have, we have to make athletics, extracurricular activities in general, um, entertaining for kids. You know, uh, me and Tommy Simpson talk about edutainment. Yeah, you know, yeah. the classroom has to be somewhat entertaining now too. I mean, yeah. uh, the way that's all all changing up. So went to Western Michigan. Yes. You play sports there? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I played. I started playing football at uh, at Adrian. Okay. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, finish obviously because I transferred back to uh, to Western Michigan. And and that's uh, a that's a whole other experience being an athlete at, at the collegiate level. Yeah, yeah. That uh, the, the first. Uh, you know, this is back in the day where we still do two days. Yeah. Matter of fact, our two days was a three a day and almost four a day for yeah. me. So, wow. Um, you, you know, it, uh, it it was the real deal. Now, even at the collegiate level, there are you know limited to what they can and can't do during during those early preseason practices but uh uh it, it was a definite definite good experience you know it was uh it was my boot camp you know for, yeah, for uh, thinking in a military way uh um it, it was it was the hardest physical thing i'd ever ever done yeah and uh you know, even I thought I was in decent shape going in. I found out I wasn't <laughs> in as good a shape as I should have been, probably. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it was a good experience playing uh, playing there for for the time I got to play there, and then transferred back and, and uh, graduated from Western. Um, um, you know, when I moved back to Western, I started uh, um, paying for education myself yeah. instead of asking my parents to. So uh-huh. uh, between that, uh, you know, having to work out a work schedule and a class schedule, it took me a little longer to graduate than, uh, than some, but uh, you know, it, you know, it, it takes many people eight years or, or you know, they're called doctors, you know, 22, going back to the, 22 years. Yeah. To 22 years. My bachelor's. Bachelor's. Yeah. So, uh, um, so, so yeah, I mean, it was good and, and got teaching gig and uh, it was uh I was at a little town called White Pigeon yeah. to start my career, uh, yeah. which is right on the border of Indiana, Michigan, that Mishawaka, east, uh, uh, east uh, of like Elkhart, Shipshawana area, yeah, uh, Middlebury, yeah, 
just north of there. And, uh, that, that was a great experience and, and love that coached with a, with a guy who coached me in high school. He was the head coach down there and, and had a good time until my wife decided she wanted to be back here. Like yeah. I said, so yeah, it's taking me, taking me, uh, taking me some good places, met some great people along the way. So we fast forward to, uh, Blackford high school. Mm-hmm. You come over to Blackford, you took over a, a program that, uh, had been struggling to say the least. Yeah. Um, what, maybe five wins in six years. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And your first year, uh, I think we won one game. Yeah. yeah. We won, uh, first round sectionals. Uh, I, yeah. 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 Against uh, Taylor. Taylor, yeah. I don't know how I remember this crap, but I'm sure you remember it much more clearly than yeah, me. Not necessarily. <laughs> what I do remember is having pep talks with Coach C. High in the hallways. Yeah. I go, come on, man, look at your stats. Like, yeah, yeah we we had those conversations. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird year. Yeah, because we we were doing a little better than our record indicated. It, obviously, I thought there was a couple, you know, games along the way where we could have could have snuck out a win, but some weird things happened mm-hmm. <laughs> happened that year. And then uh, the next year, I think we won three games, something Probably. like that. Yeah. And then uh, the third year, we we took we lost the first game uh, to Jay County. I think they scored a touchdown right at the end, uh, and that's still debatable. We we'll go back and watch uh. film, but uh, <laughs> uh, the guys who were on the field, we came up with the football somehow, yeah. and uh, the guys on the field swear he fumbled, and we recovered, but they gave him a touchdown. And uh, then we went on a huge winning streak. Uh, I think we won um, seven. Uh, yeah, seven of our last uh, last eight. Now six of our last eight. Um, Played uh, played Eastbrook really tough. Played Miss Cinewall really tough, mm-hmm. uh, and then made a run to the sectional championship before we ran into a, a really good Brabuff team. Yeah, Brabuff. Yeah. yeah, I remember going down there for that. Yeah, that was they were really good. They were they were really big. Yeah, and really yeah. fast. Well, they talk about their kids going to college. They're talking about D one schools. Yeah. you know, we talk about our kids going to college, and we're talking about playing at D three. You know, yeah. Taylors and, and yeah. our good ones going there. So, you know, it's kind of, it's a it's a big difference. You know, if we would have beat Robuff, we would have got to go over to West Lafayette and played uh, and played them. Uh, and they had that kid who went to Purdue. I yeah. can't remember his name. He's playing in the pros now, so it wouldn't have got it. Wouldn't have gotten any. <laughs> it wouldn't have gotten any easier. A little bit more of a buzzsaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah, that was a great year. Had a decent year the next year, and then uh, it's kind of been sliding since um, since COVID. COVID, COVID, uh, yeah. COVID put a hurt on our program for some reason. You had, you had momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once COVID hit, we, we, we lost, we lost a ton of it. Um, and it started with this, with this senior class, this year's yeah. senior class, um, is the worst one. It really, really hit, um, our, our numbers dropped and, and they, as a group, um, uh, we didn't, we, we didn't have enough to put against, to put a JV team together. And so they spent a year, playing with us and uh at the varsity level and and they just they didn't like that so they didn't yeah. stick it out it's kind of kind of your situation a little bit of your yeah. situation kind of thing and um and we haven't been able to get them back so we've got uh got our three seniors this year and and that's what kind of hurting our numbers a little bit smaller class too yeah they are they are and, and the, 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 you know to be to be fair um 
you know, it's not like many of them aren't doing anything. They, they've found other interests, yep. you know, kind of FFA and, and, uh, yeah, and e-sports. Do, yeah, and e-sports I mean, you're, is kind of a thing now, too. Yeah, yeah. you're fighting along. you got a lot of battles to, yeah. to fight to get participation. And I can recall as, uh, as, as the assistant AD at the time at junior high, uh, we had I, we were recruiting yeah. kids to, yeah. to get that seventh grade team together. Yeah, this has been a uh, I think last year. And the good news is last year is the first year we had a seventh and eighth grade team first time in since COVID. Yeah, um, and, and and so that's the, our numbers down there are starting to, to to come back up. And the problem is that's going to take a while to filter into the high school again. But uh, it, it, we've got a good group this year. We just we're just small. Yeah. There's going to be small, small in numbers. Our junior class is a really hardworking, good, good class. And uh, the last year's freshmen, this year's sophomores, they're they're a pretty good group good. too. So, well, good. You got some leadership coming. Yeah, back. hope so. Yeah, hope so. Good stuff. So, speaking of those those first few years, um, well, you had you had some challenges in there because I'm I'm just going to say this that I watched kids who had been in the program. Um, physically and mentally change dramatically. Uh, I think of a couple kids, and if I threw some names out there, I hate name dropping, but um, Jake Devers, or you know, that kid, just Hernandez, some of those boys, yeah, just those are the guys who clicked as seniors on you know when we made the made the run. Yeah. Um, uh, Jacob Deaver is a great, uh, you know, and I just went back and watched film of them, I think, uh, uh, earlier this year, and I forgot how good those guys got. Um, and it wasn't because they were naturally good. It's because they lived in the weight room. They both know. They're, they're the two strongest kids I've had since I've been there. And then you had kids, um, you know, come out and and fill in some of the gaps mm-hmm. that that we needed to fill in that year, and that was just turned into a magical, magical year. But the, all of those seniors, uh, except for maybe a couple, loved the weight room. Yeah, and they lived in the weight room that summer. That that uh, that summer, especially, we had to split up our summer workouts. And, and uh, so we had half of them in the weight room, and, and I took the other half to the track and conditioned, and then we flip-flopped halfway mm-hmm. through uh, morning workouts in the summer. And, and uh, that's because we, we couldn't fit the 40 guys we had working out, you know, in the weight room at one time. Um, we don't have that problem right now. So, 40. yeah, it, it, it was a magical couple of years there where we had that, that problem. So outside of COVID, what else? Uh, have Has there been a change in in programming at the school. It felt like at that time we had a, a, a weight program mm-hmm. that was moving in the right direction. We may have been, may have been even competing <clears throat> at different like high school weight competitions. Yeah. Something yeah. over maybe Missinewal. Yeah. We did that a couple of years. Um, uh, and, and that was, that was, that was good experience for them. And, and uh, I think we're going to try and get back into that and make, make it a little more official, uh, actually have a, a weight team per yeah. se or club lifting yep. club, uh, and open it to all students who, who maybe aren't doing a winter sport. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, as much as I'd like football guys, doing a winter sport than living in the weight room still if they're going to be living in the weight room let's get them right competing doing something and so so we get them doing that that'll be good um 
you know what I like about most of those uh, those kind of weight competitions is they they kind of do it like wrestling. You know that you go by a weight class, yeah, and how that that works, and so you don't have to uh, necessarily be lifting a ton of weight. Yeah. You know, you just have to be competitive in your weight class, which makes it hard sometimes when you got some some uh, some kids, but yeah. uh, that are that are strong and and stout, but. Uh, um, you know, I think we need to, uh, we need to get that going again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, I, I, I think about the COVID was what, 18 months, 24 months, really. Yeah. And man, as, as someone who was out of the sports world, I, I, I didn't see that end of it. And so I'm sitting yeah. here like, ah, oh, I didn't think about that. And. Uh, you know, how do I, how do, how do you overcome that? What's, what's that next piece? And I think you got, you got some ideas you're working, right? I mean, talking about making the sport, uh, family oriented fun mm -hmm. and, you know, to where just being a part of a team and, um, overcoming the hard work part of it, you know, but the hard work's part of becoming that family and that team, and, yeah. but you got to change behavior before you can change a belief. Well, you know, part, part of it is you got to quit thinking about how's, how's, think of football as a, a family yeah. instead of it's me out here by myself. No, you're out there with, with, you know, hopefully 40, mm -hmm. you know, 30 to 40 of your best friends getting ready to, uh, you know, play, play a tough game yeah. against, uh, against another team, but you, you're preparing together and you're all going through this together. And it's, it's part of that, uh, team building process that it's hard to convince kids that that's, that's a fun thing to do for some reason nowadays. Do you think it's just kids? I, I can see myself as a parent. No. Yeah. I, I tried not to yeah. bring that up, no, but, but yeah, I think it, I it think sounds it is. like I'm blaming parents and no, no, that's no, not no, how I mean it. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't feel that at all. And, but I think, I think there are parents out there that are going, you're not going to play football, honey. You're not going to play football, yeah. you know? And, and if, if they look at the data, you know, uh, I had a daughter who played soccer. And there was more injuries going on in girls soccer and girls basketball than yeah. there was uh, in men's football. But but it's like everything else. If the if the media picks it up and runs with it, it gets blown 100%. into a different stratosphere. And and um, in football, uh, had that are, are there some inherent dangers to a sport where you run into each other? Absolutely, <laughs> you know, absolutely. But uh, um, you know, I, I think uh, I, not. I don't want to belittle head injuries at all because I think it is a big deal and it is a, is a a thing that we need to keep an eye on, but um, they don't happen as often as people think they do. Right. Um, you know, serious injury on the football field um, is certainly a possibility, but it does not happen as often as as many people have made it sound. And so you, you, we keep battling that. Um, well, the equipment's tremendously oh, yeah. better. Oh my gosh! It's a whole nother planet versus the the things I wore and you yeah, wore yeah. playing when we were kids and even, you know, in the high school level, it's not even the same. Now, sometimes I wonder if that's part of the problem because it feels like you're invulnerable when you're in some of that stuff, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. so you go at it a little bit harder than, than maybe I did knowing that, Hey, this, this thing's got a shell on it, but uh, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that I went harder <laughs> thinking that I was, I was invincible. Yeah. Well, even the stuff we had at the time was great, and, and we thought we were so. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I could. I could run through a brick wall with this helmet my mom bought for me at a rummage sale. I'm yeah. coming for you. Yes. You know, and yeah. that's the way I played. I, I, 
no doubt. Uh, like, no. I was an idiot. <laughs> but, uh, but now, I mean, the equipment is, is much yeah, more advanced. It's, it's, and they're it's much more advanced. everything. Yeah. And, you know, you have to renew it. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like you have, uh, let's see, I've got, you know, the guys I was talking, you, you don't have those shoulder pads anymore from, you know, Craig Brown and those guys that were playing back yeah, in the we got rid of a bunch of those. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, just the improvement in that. I want to make sure everybody's aware, like, they are very focused on on student safety and the protocols are in place and the amount of courses you have to take as a coach and not just you, anybody involved in coaching yeah. at the high school and junior high level, the amount of courses that are taken, you know, for you name it, throw some out there. Yeah, uh, I think there's four core courses that all coaches have to take. I think uh, cardiac, concussion, um, uh, and then I don't, I don't remember what the other are, but then there's a couple additional ones that football coaches have to take um, for uh, safe tackling drills and, and those sorts of things, uh, equipment fitting. Um, and, and so, um, you, you know, I think, like I said, I think there's four core courses all coaches have to take uh, as far as, as first aid and, and those sorts of things. Um, so, you know, there is a lot more focus on, on student uh, safety. And, Hydration. And absolutely. We, yeah, yeah, we are really limited now to what we can and can't do as far as practice yeah. goes. Um, you're allowed to still have a two-a-day if you want, but you have to uh, have, I think there's three hours in between practices, and you can only go an hour and a half uh, mm-hmm. uh, for each practice, or you can go one long three-hour and call it call it good. Uh, you can't do two two-a-day practices back-to-back. And, and so there's a lot of limitations to, to what you can and can't do. And so, um, you know, I've kind of just made the decision, we're just going to practice every day, you know, a little longer in the preseason and have our one practice a day and make it uh, as much like during the school year as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, and I bring that up because I, I want to give you a chance to, to talk on, you know, if, if I'm a, if I'm a parent out there mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I don't want Jimmy going to play football. You know, I'm worried about his safety and you know, it could be mom or dad, it, you know, or yeah. whoever's raising, you know, whoever that yeah, caregiver is. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm a grandma and, and I'm like, Jimmy ain't playing football, it ain't happening. What can you what can you do to, to give them some some comfort in knowing hey Jimmy's gonna be taken care of? Because I'm gonna tell you right now, I've known you long enough. There's no doubt in my mind my kid's going out for football to play for Randy CI. <laughs> I don't care I don't care if they they're canasta world champ. I want them to be involved with Randy CI. Well, I so. appreciate that. Part part of what I the, one of the first things I tell them if they know anything about football at all, or were raised, uh, you know, came up playing football in the time you and I came up uh, me a little bit before you, but uh, um, you know, there's no bull in the ring type drills anymore with me. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't um, you don't put a kid in the middle of a bunch of uh, kids and just absolutely lay them out and, and hit them for no reason. Um, you know, we don't do any drills that don't uh, pertain to playing on on uh, on the game field right and so uh, you know we, we try and teach them the the same correct things keep your head out of the play you know whether you're tackling or blocking or uh, or, or just running around but be uh, be be cognizant of what's going on with your helmet mm-hmm. don't don't put it in places it, it doesn't need to be um, you know and, and we make sure there's been so much focus on heat, you know, uh, dangers and, and those sorts of things. So we make sure we're hydrated and taking good rest periods and mm-hmm. and staying cool um, and and doing the things that need to be done to be safe. Um, 
but then I'd get into, you know, the team building process. And, and like, you know, like you talked about earlier, this is where you meet and make friends. This is where when you're getting together for your class reunions, you, you have something to talk about with Absolutely. these people. And, and and doing all these things and, and all the, the Thursday night meals and the Saturday morning donuts and, and uh, Casey's breakfast pizza. and What time are know. the donuts and pizza happening? Just, I don't know if you get up that early on a Saturday morning, dude. Surprise, man. For, for pizza and donuts? Yeah. Might Saturday, be surprised what I'll do. Saturday morning film sessions, <laughs> 8 o'clock usually. So, uh, um, you know, we, we, we just. Uh, like I said, try to talk about the fun things that we do and sell this and, uh, and know that, you know, my own kid played, you know, for me and, and, um, and, uh, I was probably harder on him than, than, uh, in some ways than, than many other kids, not fair to him, but, uh, but he got through it and, and he's fine and he's, he's, uh, he's doing well today. So, um, you know, I just try and take care of our athletes. And, and although, you know, you don't have a, an extremely close relationship with all your athletes you know there are some kids that i'll always remember and always feel feel close to and and so um i try to make them all feel that way but you know some kids you just you you get along with better than others and that kind of thing but um i'm still trying to be that way for everybody and be uh be an inspiration to all i appreciate that and um so just to follow up on that, you're you're talking about these different team nights, different uh, different things you're doing with with the kids uh, to build that family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to share of of um, some kids who have been in your program previously coming back? <laughs> uh, the, the, one of <laughs> you know, I've got I've got four, three assistant coaches right yeah. now. Um, you know, and, and they're all, uh, um, they all have their, their strengths and, and their weaknesses. Uh, Gavin Dawson and, and Jeremy Davis are teachers in the, in the junior high building and uh, um, have coached uh, for a few years now. But uh, honestly, uh, and, and I'm not belittling Gavin or Jeremy at all, but probably maybe the, the best one of our assistant coaches is a 21-year-old 20, kid uh, named Connor Gully who played for me. You know, and it's not because he's a better coach. It's because he's been coached by me. Yeah. You know, and he knows exactly what uh, uh, what I'm looking for. Um, and it's not just he's been coached by me as a head coach. He played the positions that I coached Yeah, uh, when he was playing. And, and so uh, um, in, in some ways he's he's better than the other two because he, he knows the, the, the program. And so I keep working on trying to get guys to come back and, and, and coach. Um, Brandon Apple has talked yeah. about wanting to coach. I think he's going to fill in some, some aspect, uh, this fall. Um, and, and uh, Darren Ramsier has been back working with us. And, uh, you know, if you, anybody knows Darren out there, he's just a great kid and, um, and, uh, just wants to be part of, uh, what's going on. And so he, uh, he's been my film guy All right. <laughs> here. He's not, he's not necessarily excited about that, but, uh, you know, as part of that, uh, entry level position, entry Darren. level position. I think Darren's up. a listener. Uh, <laughs> is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Darren, I'm still, uh, still looking for you as a filmer, unless you can find somebody to replace you this, this fall. You can't, so. As, as was said in, uh, remember the Titans, you cannot replace a Darren. You cannot, you cannot, uh, he's a great kid, you know, and, uh, he played center for us for, for, for two years and, uh, and, 
uh, you know, I, I enjoyed having having him on the team. But uh, there's something about those guys who, who who played in the program who who just who get it, you know. And, and, and although uh, Gavin really did a great job stepping in as defense coordinator for us last year uh, and really got a lot better as the year went on, um, the, 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 he's still just not um, – um, knowing the ins and outs like like sure. Connor does because he he uh, he just uh, Connor actually had more experience in four years playing for us than uh, than Gavin. So uh, um, staff's getting stronger. Jeremy's Jeremy's a great guy. He's got he's got uh, a, a growing family, and so that that takes some of his energy. But he does a great job in the weight room for us. He yeah. run I give him all that, and he runs that, and, uh, and and that's kind of his baby. He loves he loves that kind of stuff. So. Um, like I said, all all three of those guys have uh, have have some definite strengths and and uh, that to bring to the program. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to hit you with something here. I'm I'm going to say it the way I remember it, and okay. you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. All right. So I think it was 20, 2017, 2018. You got nominated and selected as a Colts Coach of the Week. Yeah. And yeah. from what I remember, there was a pretty respectable coach that nominated you for that. Yeah. 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 Coach Adamson. Coach Adamson. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a big deal, man. It uh, is. Like, it uh, is. I, and, and I want to, <laughs> I'm going to stress how big of a deal it was. Cause I know you won't. Um, but that guy, like highly respected, not just in our area, but then in the state, yeah. and, uh, 30, 30 plus years, 34 years coaching. Experience yeah. I think there. he started in 88, 89 over there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. As he had been there a while. Um, so that that's a big deal. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's it's uh, I got a nice Colts hat out of it that I still wear and yeah, and wear around. And uh, you even bought a truck that's Colts blue. At, <laughs> you noticed that? So, huh? Yeah. As soon as you pulled in, I said, "Oh God, yeah. I can't wait to talk about that's, the Colts." That's, thing. that's hilarious. I, I I I didn't think that at the time of buying it, <laughs> but for some reason the other day I was getting in my truck going. That's Colts blue. It's Colts yeah, blue. I thought maybe that was something that was given yeah. to you as as coach of no, the league. No, that'd be, oh, that'd be that awesome. would be all right. Yeah, that'd be all right. Man. Now, I think school. I think the athletic department got a couple couple grand out of the deal, or nice. our football budget got a couple grand out of the deal too. When uh, I got to uh, go down and be honored at a Colts game, I yeah. can't remember. I think it was pre pre game. They they honored us, um, and and, uh, and got to go watch Colts at, uh, at practice. Yeah. Uh, at their facility, which was really, really neat. I remember meeting, what's the general manager's name? Um, uh, gosh darn it, why can't I think yeah. of that right now? Anyways, I, I didn't know who he was, and he came up and started talking to some of the coaches I was Grigson standing with. or something like that? No, no, that's no. Not Beth, Bether? No, not Bether, that's way back. Uh, um, hey, but, Jimmy, uh, intern Jimmy, can you look up? <laughs> we need one, absolutely need one of those. Anyways, he, he came up and started talking to the coaches I was standing with, and I had no idea who this guy was. I thought he was just some, some guy, and then I come to find out he's the, the GM, general manager, and I'm like, okay. Hey, hey buddy, sense. get your fingers out of the dip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to eat, eat uh, spring and that up, get, eat lunch in their, their practice nice. facility there, and uh, got a nice plaque and hat and and uh yeah it it was uh it was it was a it was a neat deal um you know they do they do it every year they nominate um uh i think there's 10 yeah, 10, 10 weeks. regions in and uh in the state so it works out 10 weeks football they nominate yeah. uh, one coach from i think only one coach from each region okay. gets to be honored so uh um, there were some other coaches that were having some really good years so i was really really uh right. 
was yeah, really quite was, honored that I, that I was the one they nominated. That year, there was there was some strength yeah. in the CIC that yeah. year. Yeah. Um, there there were there were a couple coaches that were having really really good year. Um, and, and I know Tipton was having a good year that that year. They could nominated coach from over there, Tully, and but uh, I got the nomination, so I was pretty happy about yeah. that. You know, I was talking to uh, Coach Bud Osman this mm-hmm. past year over at Oak Hill, and he's he's been there twenty four years, I think. Yeah, he's I been mean, there a while. Yeah. And uh, I was just talking to him. I said, "Man, do you know Randy?" And he's like, "Yeah." And it had, you guys have so much respect for one another, and mm-hmm. and I could see there's a lot of camaraderie between a lot of you. And and uh, I says, and "This is what I ask him. All right, I said he gonna be all right." He goes. Yeah, man. He said, you know, I've went through some ups and downs too. I said, Randy's going to be all right. He's a great coach. And uh, I look forward to seeing what he, what he puts together year in, year out. So yeah. it's, uh, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. I'm sugarcoat it. It's hard. You know, when, uh, um, I, I, I you know, I, I, I've never wanted to really toot my own horn, but I had a pretty decent winning record coming into Blackford and, uh, I don't, I don't have that. Yeah, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I think that that's, and I, and I don't mean to say that as I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with losing that winning record. What I say that for is it, it made me think that, you know, and even more so last, last year, I'm not doing this for me. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't worry about what your overall record is. You know, it, it kind of helped me understand that a little more. Where maybe earlier in my career, it was it was more about you know me and and having a winning record and that sort of thing. And and I don't say that just because we're struggling right now. I, I honestly I honestly mean that. I I don't I, I don't uh, I don't want to dwell on on that because it, it it's got to be about the kids. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to continue and enjoy this, I got to have fun with the kids and not yeah. worry about what what my record is. So. Um, you know, I, I keep thinking about that and keep working on that. And, and, uh, you know, you know, those who have played for me will, will understand this, but uh, I am an eighties, nineties coach, you know, it, it, and I, I, I kind of look inside, I got to change some things that I'm doing too, in order to get, get kids going, I think, um, because that eighties, nineties style of coaching doesn't necessarily translate to, to 2020. Yeah. And yeah. so we kind of, kind of look inside on that, done a lot of that this year and, um, y- you know, hoping that, uh, if I can change a little bit, uh, m- maybe that'll help with our numbers coming back up yeah. too. So, um, cause kids don't like to be coached like they did at that time. I think, I, I think, I, I think they still like being coached. Um, I think they just like it as a little softer level. More relational. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. thought about that. And oh. so where where I came through was more of a yelling, yeah. be loud. Yeah. You know, the louder you are, the more your sure. more your players will understand you, right? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and so I've kind of developed had that coming up through. I, I you know, you look inside and go, maybe uh, maybe you can teach in at a quieter tone and and get some things across. So yeah, so. I, I man, I felt that. <laughs> I felt that as a, as an administrator, I thought I was, you know, I had to bring the fire and brimstone and yeah. be that guy, like just over the top. And I realized real quickly, holy moly, I'm an idiot. Yeah. People you know, don't that, necessarily respond to that as well. It's not private pile standing over here. <laughs> I, I don't have to be full metal jacket on every kid and, right. uh, or any kid for that matter. And, and I, I got so much further 
with them. Not only did I feel better about it, but I felt like the results were much better. And yeah. um, they do want to be coached. They do. Mm-hmm. We all want coach. We all want directions. We want to know the rules of play. Nobody sits down to play Monopoly and goes, hey, man, let's just, you know, throw it all out there and we'll grab what we can. And, you know, nobody likes to play sorry that way either. Mm-hmm. They want to know what the rules are. They want to know what where the where the guardrails are. Okay, I can hit that guardrail and still be okay. I can still play. If I if I mess up, mm-hmm. I can still get back in the game, right? Okay, as long as I know that, I'm good, you know. But so I think they do want that. I know they do. It's it's part of our human nature. It's drilled into us for tens of thousands of years. But at the same token. We've also got, it is a new generation. Yeah. It is a new thought process. Culturally, we're going through some changes. And uh, yeah, if you yell at me, you're not going to get, and I was that kid. I was yeah. that kid. If I get yelled at, yeah, um, you're going to get one of two things. You're going to get, I'm going to drive that kid down the field like I did for Coach mm-hmm. Sutton, or you're going to get me going, ah. You know, you, but I think, I, I think that's where kind of that developed in me. The, yeah. the the being louder part is is that you you how I how kids used to react more yeah. commonly than than the other way than the shut down but I think it's it's reversed a little bit I think so um, I, I think um, and, and it's taken me a while to see that and, and uh, I'm not necessarily proud of that I just <laughs> making making a, you know an observation something I've observed the last couple of years is is uh, it. it that they rather than responding with hey i'm going to get that kid then the next play they they shut down and it takes them even longer to get back mm. um and, and and honestly maybe coach and my own kid helped me see that a little bit too um because uh, because he's kind of a he's uh, kind of the kid who uh, um who was so hard on himself at times that if I added to that, it just made the situation worse. And I think, I think we have a lot more kids like that nowadays than we, than we did when I first started coaching. Yeah. It's interesting. Both my girls, um, took discipline very differently. Mm -hmm. You know, Addison, uh, if you yelled, raise your voice at her. Oh man, it was, it was lights out. You were getting, you were getting that reaction, uh, with Jocelyn, you could just see, she just shut it off and she went into her own, own little world and uh you had to talk to her it it was interesting i saw that at an early age and as a young man dad you know me and jennifer talking about how how are we gonna how do we change that up so we make sure we reach them and and teach them and and grow them but man i appreciate all you're doing brother Uh, i i am um i'm a big randy seahigh fan i don't know if y'all noticed or not but uh he doesn't like he doesn't like being talked about that way, but uh, I'm a huge fan of his, and I've been asking him to come on, and he's like, "No, what do you want to talk about?" I, said, I want to talk. I want to talk sports. I want to talk football. And he goes, uh, "I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about talking about this this football year. It's too early. I don't want to talk about it yet." I said, oh, "We ain't gonna talk about this football year. We're not gonna talk about football this year. We're gonna talk about your coaching." We're gonna... He's like, "Okay, all right." He said, and, and I get it. You don't want to. You know. You don't want to count your chickens for the hatch. You don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, you know, overestimate, underestimate, and um, you know, listen. Let's just get some numbers out. I like there. selling the program. Hundred percent. I love selling the program. Uh, it, it's it's just uh, and you know just well as I do. You know, in any kind of sales situation, uh, it's a lot easier to sell when the oh, product sure. is popular. Yeah. You know, and 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 doing well. And, um, you know, right now we, we're in, we're in some struggles and, and a lot of it has to do with just simple numbers. Yeah. Um, I, I think 
I think the kids that we have on the field are just as competitive as any other kids that we play. Yeah. The problem is when you, you only have 25 kids on a high school football team that, that uh, you know, you, you unfortunately at that point have to rely on playing some younger kids who maybe shouldn't be on the, on the football field. Right. And that's the problem we've had the last couple of years. So. And there's a big difference between a senior and a freshman. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, it, it, you know, if we can get our numbers back up and get the – get the JV program going again, um, that'll do nothing but but help us. And like I said, this is the first year uh, since COVID that we've had a seventh and eighth grade football team. That's encouraging. So the numbers are coming up again. Before the school year starts. Yeah. Because I've been there, dude, when when we're like, hey, kid, you're playing football. No, I'm not. Yes, yes you yeah. are. You, yeah. you don't know it yet, but you're playing football. And I've had a few of those kids. Yeah. And uh, you got one that has faced some injuries uh, for the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's Jackson Bell's Xander. Yeah. Xander. Yeah. And he was one of those kids. I had, a, <laughs> hey, you're playing football. Xander's a great kid. I, I love that yeah. guy, man. Yeah, he's, he's fun. Um, yeah, a little bit of goofball. Yeah. But that, that's what you, that's what you love about him. Yeah. And, um, hopefully we can keep him healthy this year. Cause he has, yeah. you know, I think he would have been a big, uh, big part of last year's, uh, last year's team and, and helped us tremendously. Yeah. Um, but he's had a couple of weird injuries the last two years. So yeah. we can keep him healthy. That'll be, uh, be awesome this year. And then, uh, you know, Caleb Patrick is one of our other seniors. Um, I, I think he's played since he's a sophomore. Yeah. Um, uh, since uh, I mean, started on the varsity team as a sophomore, and then uh, Donovan um, Soto. Yeah, is our is our third senior, and uh, and, and people ask where's the others. That it. That's it. That's our senior class right now, uh, unless we have a couple come out of the woodwork. That's that's who we have, and uh, um, you know, this is, I think this is a group that was affected by 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 the COVID year. Yeah, and uh, and just the weird stuff that happened that that fall to them, and and so. Uh, um, we can get through this, and I don't know if they can talk any of their buddies, senior buddies, of playing one more year or not. Rumored a few of them, but uh, we haven't seen any of them yet. Well, let's get them out there, man. I know. What do you need me to do? I'll ride my bike up and down the street. Hey, get out there. Hey, kid. I Listen, you, you know, you know what I said about you earlier, having that that gift for Gab, and and, and that's what makes you makes you who you are. And that's that's a good thing. If um, you if you need any help from me whatsoever, don't hesitate to reach out. I am here to help. Same thing. I ask everybody: just promote the program and and keep uh, keep uh, you know. Even if you got to make me look like a good guy to do it, I guess yeah. go ahead and. I'm doing my best here, folks. <laughs> I had to take a ton of notes and, and like I had to look up stuff from forever ago. I, I, I was up for like three days yeah. trying to put this together just to ask two questions. It was like, what can I find about ah, whatever? <laughs> I'm excited about Friday Night Lights. I'm I'm uh, you know I I am one of those um, once a Bruin always a Bruin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very fortunate when I went down to Madison. They were they were Bears and Cubs okay. and they were red and white. So All right. I, I, Still had some, some things going on. Yeah. And, and I loved Oak Hill. I had a great experience over at Oak Hill. But it was hard. It was hard going from being a bear of some sort, you know, to an eagle. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I soared, buddy. Uh, you better believe it. Now, <laughs> had a great experience. Great school over there. Every place I've been has been yeah. awesome and been around some wonderful people. Um and, and I've watched programs that are that are much larger. You know, uh, Madison is a school of about 800, 800 plus kids, and mm-hmm. you know they were struggling with numbers too. So it's it's not just a yeah, it's not just a Blackford thing. No. Um, you know, I know Madison Grant, uh, although their numbers have been up the last couple of years, they're uh, they're talking about their numbers being lower at the at, at uh, you know. Uh, 
down at the lower levels and Elwood struggled maybe worse than us yeah. the last last couple of years um uh heard grumblings that Alexandria is not doing well with numbers so it's not just a, a Blackford thing yeah. um but Blackford's where I coach yeah. so to me right. it is a Blackford that's, thing that's where the focus is yeah. I get it you know and just thinking you know weather that storm man <laughs> Well, I know people are really hyping up some of our, our lower levels, fifth, sixth grade kind yep. of thing, and, and uh, talking about how uh, how much they enjoy playing the sport. And, um, you know, if it was just football, whose numbers was, were struggling right now, I, I would really question if yeah. I'm not the reason or, you know, maybe shouldn't be coaching. But uh, all our programs are struggling with, with, with the numbers. And, um you know, I think uh, I think sometimes we as coaches need to do a better job also of promoting each other's programs. 100%. And, uh, you know, like I, I would love my football guys to wrestle and swim and, and play basketball, you know. And, and I think they get sometimes more out of that than they do spending the winter in the weight room. Um, but I know that all those sports aren't, you know, necessarily for everybody. And then I definitely push them <laughs> to run track in the spring and uh, our track numbers this this uh this past spring were, were great on the Good. guy side so hoping that translates to to more um you know but that also got me thinking about me as a coach and am i different in the spring than i'm in the fall and uh yeah i am you know and and i think um i think i need to do a better job in the fall of letting the guys get to know me yeah you know the the real me, not the not the the, the guy out there yelling and screaming at him. Because so, uh, that, that's not that's that's my alter ego. You know yeah. that's 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 the competitive coach in me. Um, and so uh, soften up, build better relationships, and uh, get the program back where it needs to be. Well, don't soften up too much, man. We still <laughs> we still gotta have. You know. Gotta well, there's a difference between being weak and being 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 I agree soft. With that. You know, yeah. um, I still want people to be able to overcome yeah. adversity. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's part of the growth process. Growing's hard. You can be demanding and still 100%. have good relationships with yeah. people. So I, I agree with that 100. Yeah. percent Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, one last question: um, What is the most rewarding part about being a coach? Wow. Um, you know, the, the, the answer that comes instantly to my head would be the same thing it does as being a teacher. My relationships I build with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and just like the classroom and just, you know, it's the same thing. You build, you build those relationships and, and, um, and hope that they hold up for those days that you're having a bad day. Yep. Gotcha. And because uh, we all have a bad day and we all, um, y y you know, um, I heard one, I try to keep this in mind. Sometimes it takes, uh, you know, 10 good things to, uh, to undo one bad thing, mm -hmm. um, you know, one bad day. Um, and, and so I try to keep that in mind, especially in the classroom. And, um, and I, but I think it's those relationships, those kids who, who, uh, who, who, who I'll remember down the road. And, and man, there's, there are so many kids after being in this for almost uh -huh. 30 years now, it's, it's, uh, uh, there've been so many kids and some you remember and some, unfortunately you don't, you just, I can't, 
shoot, I barely, <laughs> I barely remember the ones I, names of the ones I had last year. I mean, I'm getting to that point in my life. <laughs> it seems like it takes me longer, longer to remember, a, a, you know, a, a group of kids' uh, names. And it, it's not because I, I don't care. It's just, I, I just, I, I've never been good at remembering names. I'm terrible at it. But I recognize faces for, for a long time, you know, and, uh, until they, they mature so much that I don't recognize them as who they were as a, a freshman anymore. But, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I still enjoy kids. Yeah. Uh, I still, and there, there's a lot of things to education right now that I don't enjoy. Um, but, uh, but, but, but kids are kids, I think. And, and um, I, I don't think um, kids has changed have as much as we as adults interacting with kids have changed gotcha and i think that's why we see kids as different nowadays sometimes because we as adults do things differently than the adults of our times Mm -hmm. maybe did um and so that's why it looks a little different but um um you know i still love kids and and they're fun they keep me they keep me feeling younger as i creep into my later mid to later 50s and, uh, you know, even though I look like I'm 80. Whatever. Still, Give me a break, man. Yeah. I, I just ask me all the time, how old are you, Miss? I, uh-huh. I said, I'm 80. I look good for being 80, don't I? I look really good. So, uh, Well, I, I've said this many times that um, felt like, and, and it was a few years ago when I made the statement that um, the, the major men's sports at the high school uh, a few years ago, there was there was you, Hoover, and and Ugin, and um, I don't know the new basketball coach very well or not, but I've heard some great things mm-hmm. there. So I'm excited to to hopefully be able to say this one day too. But still feel like the 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 combination of at that time I was saying future Hall of Fame coaches, uh, two of them have come to fruition. So just saying, man, that um, no pressure on you. Well, I know it's a personal accolade. Don't get me wrong. And it's not something anybody really yeah, shoots for. Yeah. You know, the last thing, I think the last thing anybody ever thinks of is, I'm going to start coaching. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. Nobody's doing that. But I'm telling you, your resume is Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, and and Well, unfortunately, when they're looking at that, they probably look at that win-loss record, you know, that I'm trying to not think about but man if you if if they're just looking at that they're going to listen to my podcast i'll make sure they do i'll go down and talk to them but uh the the wins you are getting are off the field with these young men you're helping produce and and i I don't want you to forget that and i want to make sure my listeners hear that that the change i watch between uh these boys that would come from my eighth grade classroom and then go through Coach C High's football program is tremendous, not just physically, because I watched physical changes in some of those kids where I was like, "Who the how that happen? Who are you?" But the mental changes that were happening as well uh, are just phenomenal, and and I want to make sure that doesn't get lost in that win loss column because that's a bigger win than any any championship, any you know oper- Like we all want to win. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's not. I don't know of any coach that's ever gone out there. Said, ah, you know, just want to have fun. We may say it, but I'm there to win. Just have fun winning. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And and it it is fun winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there's a lot more to be learned in those processes. And I've been a coach that, that man. I had a team that didn't win a game. You know, for a number yeah. of years, and we won one, and that was huge. And um, I, I was very proud of that team. And if we just look at the win-loss record, you're like, 
They were terrible. You yeah. know, they weren't. They were incredible people that overcame uh, a lot of people on the outside jawing trash about them that that misrepresented who they truly were. And uh, I, well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, and and one last, you know, last year's team struggled uh, tremendously, and uh, I think. And I told them this, the thing I'm most proud about them last year is one, they didn't quit. They fought to the end and two, they got better. Mm-hmm. We were a completely different team at the end of the year than we were at the beginning of the year. We weren't winning. We didn't win. We ended up losing to the sectional champion, uh, in, in, in sec in the first round. But, uh, we were a much better football team at the end, and that's what I, I told them to always take pride in as uh, you know, as they look back and remember, and that's what I'll remember about last year's team is they, they kept fighting and they improved, and that's, that's all you can ask as a coach sometimes. Cool. Well, for real this time, thanks, everybody, for listening in, and uh, thanks, Coach C. Hi, for being here. This is the Schick Show. Thanks for listening and spending this hour with us. Holy moly, I, I try and keep it under an hour, you know? Yeah, you can't. Uh, you can't. I, I just like diarrhea of the mouth, maybe. <laughs> well, hey, thanks everybody for listening. We're out. <laughs>